Congratulations! Your sister is about to get married. That's really big news. Oh, but unfortunately, we are still under lockdown rules. It's not going to be your regular big fat Indian wedding with 500 people, but a more intimate setting. You still need a few good outfits because after all, it's your sister's wedding. But luxury boutiques aren't operating completely and you feel stressed out. What would help you in this situation? Have you thought about it? Hi, welcome to Goats and Mascara, an exploration into India's fashion and beauty industry and its untapped potential. A show where we identify cultural trends and dissect the business opportunities across the ever-evolving landscape of the beauty and fashion industry in India. I'm Shalvari, your co-host, a management consultant and a beauty enthusiast. I'm Desha, your co-host. I'm a fashion designer and luxury brand consultant at House of Identities. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the hidden opportunities for luxury labels in India in formulating innovative and immersive digital experiences that can help them during and post the pandemic in the near future. So when you think about luxury, India's luxury industry has always been dominated by bridal wear, which was valued by KPMG just about a little before the pandemic at $50 billion. However, the two years of the pandemic has seen a big change. While international luxury brands that focus on accessories and ready-to-wear clothing have been trying really hard to make their foothold in India, the current consumer mindset of India towards these brands is at a very nascent stage and only certain brands with prestigious brand names have seen results, while many others have had to shut shop and move back home. We all know that as Indians um, and Indian consumers in general are highly influenced by celebrity dressing and Bollywood. And of course, when they see uh, celebrities wearing certain brands, be it homegrown or international, there is an awareness that grows. And now celebrities are definitely even experimenting with international luxury labels beyond your regular Louis Vuitton and Gucci. But um, the fact that these brands are still fairly new it's going to take a little time for the indian consumers to get uh, to learn a bit more about it yeah i the thing with bridal wear has always been a huge investment you know it's the thing for example you a lot of brides such as brides it's a family thing right i mean when you have a wedding all outfits a lot of like a lot of brides and grooms they want to wear outfits by your Sabya Sachis or Manish Mahotras and okay it's not everyone but they want to spend a lot of money on bridal wear but there's it's always a, an aspirational value no even yeah. if for, for people who let's say can't afford to wear some of these labels there is always that aspirational value of uh, which is what traditionally luxury brands in general uh, conform to which is creating that aspiration so Definitely, irrespective of your social class, you you do want to be seen in those uh, in those labels. I mean, even small towns, you see people uh, in local boutiques telling you, "Yeah, 
ये देखो मनीष मल्होत्रा कॉपी यू नो एंड यू वॉन्ट टू वेयर दोज बिकॉज दैट्स वॉट यू कैन मैनेज टू गेट योर हैंड्स ऑन अगेन इट्स इन्फ्लुएंस्ड बाय सेलेब्रिटी कल्चर अलॉट ऑफ दिस एंड वॉट यू बेसिकली सी ऑन स्क्रीन अलॉट ऑफ द टाइम एंड नाउ इंस्टाग्राम Instagram influencers have gone on the strain. It's not just about celebrities anymore. You have so many of your influencers wearing all these like you know these uh these really popular brands, expensive ones and sometimes a story for these influencers can be hey, we were just normal people and we could, you know, afford this or something like that. And for you as someone sitting at home or you're like right, even people who are in more rural areas, well, not rural areas, Instagram is a little I mean, we not only the influence over there, but for at least urban millennials and Gen Z, it's a huge point. Also, I think, you know, with with luxury in india bridal wear has also been it's kind of been the only thing that we as indians see as a luxury investment you know it's like an age old culture that people save money uh, families even in even from affluent backgrounds tend to like save or always mention or speak about ways that they can save they can um, you know create something which is specifically for their daughter or their son's wedding you know be it jewelry or clothing but you know that's where luxury investment in india comes through or maybe like a trousseau for example like you know with brides you know the trousseau is something that's really important and despite as much evolution that has happened it's still something that it's it's really important like right before the wedding a bride needs to go shopping for things that she wants to take with her to her in-laws's place so i think that way the culture hasn't changed much but what has what i have been observing is that the urban millennials are actually the even the wealthy ones for that matter are becoming more mindful about the conditions and the environment even with luxury luxury spending on these bridal wear brands yeah that is true I mean well I don't know if it's mindful about the environment as such or it's just I think there has been such an expansion when it comes to the kind of brands that they buy it's still expensive they still want the aspirational value but you're not just sticking to the age old age old brands like Sabia Saatchi's or Manish Malhotra's like right I mean that's that's been the new trend lately Yeah I mean these are I think like of course there's aspiration but i think new age luxury wedding labels in india like rahul mishra or papa don't preach are also gaining a lot of respect with the millennials because today the tra- trends are shaping so much and i think comfort is becoming such an important factor because you know before back in the day like bridal lehengas used to be like 20 30 kgs heavy heavy weight and today as a bride you want to enjoy your wedding be it you're a vi- bride or a groom you know like you you still want to enjoy your wedding you want to be comfortable you want to still look cool and the millennials have a very make do mindset you know like a makeshift mindset so like even influencers today for example if you speak about masoom meenawala who's one of india's uh, biggest influ- biggest fashion and beauty influencers you know she uh, did a post where she actually styled her wedding lehenga so i mean uh, and it's kind of showing how you can reuse these outfits back in the day there, this was not the system you know you you had you you wore your bridal outfit and unless you passed it on to the next generation it was something which was kept like as a nostalgic memory somewhere in your attic you know there wasn't really a reusable factor to it but today the way the trends are shaping 
you can see you know like brides they want to be like you have all these bright chiller looks that are happening i mean i know so many like wealthy urban millennials who are like what to wear nike jordan shoes under their lehengas and it's it's something cool it's something instagramable uh, of course jewelry also is seeing this where jewelry is also becoming more reusable yeah it's this uh, this bright chiller look that you mentioned i remember Three years ago, Deepika Padukone, I think it was during her wedding reception, where you could see in some pictures where she was wearing these. I, I don't know, they were Jordan specifically, but they were sneakers, white sneakers, during her reception. It's this whole idea that hey, you're a bride, I want to dance at the wedding. Why do I have to lose out, right? It's um, my cousin did that too, actually. Um, for her, for her Sangeet, she wore of like she had she'd worn like sneakers. white sneakers under her lehenga and it actually it helped her dance so it it really worked out but that's a, you know you mentioned the comfort right now so it made me think you know the pandemic has really pushed the athleisure uh, segment forward like that that segment has actually grown quite a bit in like the last in the last year so i think it's i mean uh, it can be pandemic induced as well want to come mix comfort with you know uh, luxury looks and that's i think it's a more accelerated trend it was there for a while but i think it really pushed it forward true and i think now what like with instagram being such an important part of our life you know i feel like it's not just your wedding look it's it's gone beyond that you want your weddings to look a certain way you know you have you have literally uh, i've been to a couple of weddings as well you know destination weddings as well even here in bombay where you'll have like uh, instagramable corners you know the decor uh, the decor is made in such a way even uh, when you think about like uh, influencers some of these influencers like uh, recently juhi godambe who's another fashion and beauty influencer she recently had her wedding and uh, for her held haldi ceremony it was an entire yellow affair and then you know she had like for her mehndi there was these certain songs that are typically being played so i think it's creating like a mini bollywood movie kind of setting that they're trying to do i mean even when you think about the mehndi or the sangeet now there are certain designers in india under the luxury segment only who have become very popular only as mehndi wear designers like if i talk about arpita mehta or payal singhal like these are these are brands that people really look up to like if you have a if you think about the main wedding day you're like okay hey i want to go to sabhya sachi but you think about your mehndi you're like yeah i want to wear arpita mehta or maybe you know there's like a certain crowd that also enjoys masaba yeah I mean that's the point right every aspect of the wedding any any form of design mehndi and all is becoming has a luxury aspect to it it could be i mean not just mehndi yeah it could be you want to get a makeup done from a celebrity makeup artist or hair so yeah like you said we are basically creating a dream we're basically we're basically dreaming of like creating these you know mini stories of bollywood like like well those those movies basically is like a amalgamation of movies within our fantasy wedding pandemic has changed many things for our culture though lavish weddings are no more happening you know they've they've had no choice like people with large pockets also have to suddenly do intimate settings and this is what has caused the spending on bridal wear to reduce extensively in the last 2 years luxury brands are having to discount their looks 
because events which were very large scale before and where these looks could have been presented or showcased are no more happening. For instance, I remember seeing a Gaurav Gupta gown during the pandemic for a discounted price of 30,000 Indian rupees. I mean, in what world can you imagine Gaurav Gupta's architectural gown for 30,000 rupees? <laughs> I mean, that's the point, right? I mean, the pandemic really has. It has, it, well, at least for the first few months when the world, I mean, we don't know what was happening. It was so, uns- the uncertainty was, you know, on every level, whether it came to your job, income, everything. So why were people, why would, honestly, if you look at it logically, why are people going to spend so much money on a luxury gown? I mean, it's not like people can't, but the amount of people that are willing to do it probably went down, <laughs> like since before the pandemic, at least for the first few months. Also, when you think about certain designers, you know, like you look at a Gaurav Gupta, whose who's, who's pieces are so architectural and so very statement-like that in an intimate setting with like 50 people in a small house wedding, you cannot imagine wearing such a piece, you know, uh, no matter how... Uh, luxurious you want to make your home affair the thing is you still cannot imagine wearing such a piece because it would just not a probably would not offer the same comfort which Mm. you are trying to find in a home setting and also at the same time would be a bit much you know Mm. Uh, so I think I can imagine that luxury brands in this pandemic period in India especially with bridal wear must be facing maximum problems you know with sales Originally, there was a clientele that they received, which traveled even from BNC towns, you know, who had the pockets to spend because they were like, okay, we're going to visit the retail stores and buy some of these, uh, some of these brands. But now, unless they don't offer a discount, how else are they going to make ends meet? How else are they going to pay their workers? How else are they going to, you know, um, the production cost, how are you going to recover that? I mean, it's it's already a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. It's, you know, you have to find innovative ways, though, to try to sort of uh, expand your clientele in a way that in, during, during a time where, you know, travel is very limited. It, you have to. I mean, they're, they're, like digital experiences is definitely one. But, you know, I mean, most e-commerce websites sell, also sell, right, through multi-brand stores in India, like especially abroad, right, in Dubai and London. But, I mean, the, the bigger question is that are e-commerce websites enough, really, to attract these consumers today? Because e-commerce websites are not new. They're not a pandemic-induced phenomena. They've been around for, like, how long has Amazon, Amazon been around? I mean, India, I don't know, if it's, what, 10 years about? easily easily Easily. right in India right so I mean it's not a new phenomena but I I don't think it's enough to attract consumers especially luxury consumers today yeah and I think with luxury consumers you know there's so many different aspects but how I see it I think uh, luxury to go online to go completely digital uh, it's challenging but of course if there are innovative ways around beyond your e-commerce websites then there are still chances to attract consumers but I think Omnichannel experience is the best way forward for luxury brands going forward. So when we talk about omnichannel experiences, how can we expand on this omnichannel experience? If I talk about simply uh, e-commerce platforms, which are only giving 
an opportunity for people to shop online for consumers to shop online but when you're buying luxury you know like especially bridal wear it doesn't provide the same kind of experience which is why buyers prefer to go to a physical retail store and that's why people even from b and c towns don't mind making the ex uh, making the expense of actually going and physically traveling to another city for the same yeah i mean the thing is that there are a lot of rich clientele in tier 2 to tier 3 or b and c towns they shop extravagantly but they don't have access to luxury stores right so i mean like you're you're right i mean how would like this kind of clientele customers can get lost right if you're not able they're not able to actually travel very often yeah i mean most most indians from affluent families will definitely take a trip to jaipur to get jewelry or kolkata and delhi to buy designer clothes like before a wedding this is standard procedure some of my friends a lot of people that i know i'm sure all of you also know people like that because yeah, this this is something we all do you know uh, if you're living in bombay you will definitely take a trip to delhi or hyderabad or kolkata irrespective you know jaipur has like jauhari bazaar which is like the best place to buy luxury jewelry you know so uh, it it is a part of our culture it's a big cultural phenomena here in india exactly but i think you know the point that you mentioned that luxury shopping is not just about shopping it's about an experience it's something that i mean to replicate since we're talking about e-commerce and online shopping experience it's not easy to replicate online yeah i mean when you talk about physical retail stores that provide the experience i mean have you visited the sabsachi sabsachi store here in mumbai i haven't but i've heard it's pretty spectacular yeah it's the perfect example i would say of a very good retail experience because it's a very curated cultural insto experience which is very immersive for the client i mean i went there because i had to purchase a belt a uh, belt once and of course i could have bought it online but i just you know just for my curiosity also i really wanted to go check out the store of course it's uh, sabesachi's main store still exists in kolkata but uh, the bombay one is also actually really nice i mean luxury stores in today's age where the strategy comes in is that they think about everything from the location of the store so sabesachi store as you know is placed in south bombay uh, near lions gate which is i think a very uh, historic area in bombay you know where it's some of the a part of south bombay is still uh, very nicely preserved with british architecture and you know those old so i think having sabesachi store there in such an atmosphere again adds to the heritage value of uh, heritage value of the brand i mean uh, i'll tell you some other aspects of the store which i think were very interesting because i would say as a as a buyer i was completely immersed you know into the experience there was as soon as you enter the store there's this entire hall of chandeliers i mean the minute you enter you're like boom luxury in your face you know beautiful crystal chandeliers with a little vintage look you go into their show, you go into their um, changing rooms you know you have all these very old black and white photos that are nicely into like these old photo frames there's a nice classical music in the background uh, velvet really huge changing rooms you know like back in the day when you had like uh, the maharaja culture which used to have like these big dressing rooms so i think it's again playing on those uh, on those concepts and it's actually curating a story for you even as you shop 
I would say one very interesting thing about the accessories was also that it was kept in these wooden chests. Mm. You know, wooden chests like normally in the Maharaja times you would have these wooden chests which like see through glass where you could you could find jewelry. You know, so I think it was very interesting that they placed accessories there. So I think this attention to detail, even the smell of the store, they had this natural wood kind of fragrance. So I think all these factors. create that experience i think what the whole point i think luxury the experience is like showing the opulence of what it means to actually have so much money and spend on something so decadent right it's not an experience that 99 it's a 99% of people don't get to take i mean you can go to the store but um when you want to buy something the kind of that kind of treatment that kind of you know a uh, feeling that you get is not something that most people get to have so that's what these kind of stores are doing they want to show you the opulence and sort of like you get sucked into it because of how just gorgeous it is you know you just you feel like you're like you said the maharajas you feel like you are in some kind of you know uh you're being treated like one treated like yeah. a, like a like a queen or like Maharani, a queen honestly yeah, yeah. that that's essentially <laughs> Yeah. And I mean I think Sabasachi is one of one of the few labels in India that is uh, also heavily into accessories. Mm. You know, they like for example I went specifically to buy belt. Mm. Their clutches are really well uh, well loved by a lot of people and I think there aren't a lot of luxury brands in India that do have a focus on on the accessory segment. I mean Shivan and Naresh is are currently you know going into resort wear accessories and they are trying but it's still fairly nascent you know they've not established a foothold like sabisachi i think did a very smart thing when they launched its uh, when they did a few accessory lines uh, coinciding with uh, christian louboutin mm-hmm. who is of course the god of accessories globally but i mean it's kind of sad to think about that we had to do this with an international brand yeah. to get acclaimed as a market exactly. for accessories exactly. luxury exactly. accessories and not just that i think the fact that one is lack of luxury accessories and two is a lack of flagship product where is the birkin version for for like these kind of brands why doesn't sabya sachi or you know god of gupta or manish malhotra or like any of these really a uh, high end brands have a flagship product that is just very w- widely known it's like when you think about say you think about a birkin it's always hermes yeah. you know and when you think about that that the louboutin shoe with the red with the red sort with of the red sole yeah. sole it's it's yeah it's louboutin right yeah. so we don't really have that and that's something that is also been a it's 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 something that indian luxury itself does not define itself in honestly um but yeah so just coming back to the uh, retail stores and luxury se- segment providing providing an experience you know is definitely more immersive you know like of course the opulence of it all but you can touch the fabrics see the details of embroideries and like you mentioned even the the, the fragrance like when you step into a luxury store i mean it's just you know you know your <laughs> you know where you are you I know mean, where a, you are it's yeah. a complete sensorial experience mm, you know exactly. uh, they they play on a bunch of your senses and i think uh that's why when you get out of the store you always remember it you always remember the experience you want to go back to it definitely how do you replicate that but in a in a in a virtual format though 
I think uh, you know for this type of a for of a concept to be transferred into a digital experience is that's where the challenge comes in right but i think with the pandemic and with the bandwidth that luxury brands have i feel like they can take small measures now and then maybe also think about long term measures that they can think about for the future let's say in the next 5 years things that they can adopt and then there are things that they can adopt immediately now which can create and uh, expand further on digital experiences for um, for these luxury brands i mean you know um, for example we know about rebecca minkoff who's a international uh, brand in new york who started the uh, ar vr trial rooms you know uh, the changing rooms AR VR actually utilization of AR VR technologies for retail experiences is a huge trend it's been ongoing for the past few years now uh see the thing is it's a very nascent industry right i mean it's expected to reach about like a, i don't know 1.6 billion dollars by 2025 but still the retail the ar vr retail market is expected to reach that much but still i would say it's nascent globally so in india though it's not really taken off as much but there is an interest i read articles that said a lot of indians are interested in exploring ar vr technologies in retail so but the thing about this these um trial rooms that you mentioned right um that is i think sense um yeah so it's like a, a canadian multi multi store brand which uh, we i was listening to the business of fashion business of fashion podcast where they mentioned how it's like a reinvention of commerce where people shop on sense and they sort of like add clothes to their cart and then literally it sort of like transforms into this the actually the cart is put into the trial rooms and through ar like you can actually get that full full immersive physical and digital experience which i think is fascinating because for the pandemic that's a great way to actually and also you can make appointments as a appointment driven model as well so it's a different kind of experience for customers i mean i think what you mentioned is is i also happened to have listened to that podcast and i think it was very interesting when you mentioned that i mean do you think there are any indian brands who currently have that I mean, not really. Uh, but Manish Malhotra, if you go to his website, he has a virtual three D store though, where you can see. You know, it's like a you know you scroll around, you can see the entire store with all the outfits and the men's changing room and the women's changing room, and you can book an appointment as well. So the outfits are kind of shown in that three D way, like you can see the mannequin, but it's not an immersive experience where you can literally like be there and sort of like see what the clothes look like on you because that's a whole other level. But yeah, it's kind of started though. Yeah, but I think. that's what i mean by a long term uh, investment by luxury brands when you with body imaging which is becoming so in uh, which is growing so much now uh, you know it's it's definitely at a nascent stage but it's growing you know and using such type of technologies to sort of create that like create a look where a person feels that they're almost into the clothes that you're buying and of course sure again it's not i'm not saying that this is the only solution to luxury because you know again when when you think about luxury you you still want the experience that i mentioned earlier on so i think that's why i feel like it has to be an amalgamation of a bunch of things and i think a couple of other ideas can be really uh, important here so i think when it comes to digital experiences we can think about you know when you think about like a a museum 
let's say the louvre or even an indian museum you say like the bhavdaji lal one of these in mumbai you know you look at these museums when you look at their websites they usually when they have their exhibitions especially during the pandemic the, exp- the exhibitions that they've had they always tend to have these rooms or these micro sites rather where um, you know you can kind of your eyes can kind of rotate 360 degrees in terms of a way that you are able to sort of see each and every room go through and understand like where the location is of each and every product so similar to what you mentioned about the manish malhotra experience but where you're going like micro sites for every single room every single object that is there wait really that's wow i have not seen that i'm i'm going to go check it out i think it's pretty fascinating and that's a great way to actually have an immersive uh, digital experience though yeah and i think visually if you're you're at least playing on one sense where you are kind of taking people through these sites where they can go on and keep keep scrolling and kind of reach that you know and also then they can have like little little online pop-ups as well right which can be organized for very specific and interested clientele only so i think it kind of adds to the vip experience there but um, other than this you know to play on some of the other sensorial um, aspects i would think creating these mini kits can be very interesting where customers can you know like on a subscription model especially the ones who are interested because i mean let's face it you know it's a wedding you want to buy a sabesachi lehenga maybe you just want to have a look at which one you want but you're sure you want sabesachi so i think what can be interesting is you kind of become a subscriber to the website and the brand then can send you a little kit so what can be accompanied in this kit is basically you can get a little fragrance of the brand like of the store basically like so for example if it's a sabesachi store the little oud fragrance uh, it can be sent to you you can get a lookbook of the new collection you can get like maybe samples of like the fabrics that are currently there so you can have like a fabric chart like a swot chart basically and maybe with like some nice pictures of the embroideries as well so uh, if they do if they want to keep it more premium so i think you can have this little kit that can get shipped out to you once you become a uh, this thing of course at a small cost you know at a small fees because it's obviously an expense for the brand as well but let's say if you're an interested customer to play a small fee for this can be it's not a huge expense and it can again create for the brand and for other freelancers currently as well many opportunities to collaborate 100% i mean it's expensive for the brand to you know sort of make this kind of kit but also for the customer but it adds to the premiumness of a luxury brand yeah and it comes in the brand's packaging exactly. you, you, yeah. you it can be you can know the brand can create a specific packaging also for it you know like how they have for their seasonal products so creating some kind of an experience like this where you are you know you you put the spray on with the perfume so you are getting that type of an experience you know even with the appointments actually where you said that you know you you can like how sense has it where the website has like an appointment based model another way to create these appointments and make them vip where another type of premium service can be offered is uh, you know where you can you can for a little fee if you aren't able to travel you can actually kind of have uh, have the clothes put on uh, put on and seen like by a by a stylist in the store and you can see it and also maybe for the few options that you do finalize they can be 
shown to you at your doorstep you know so the brand can actually send a stylist and a salesperson which is definitely a slightly more expensive endeavor but it can be very interesting and more personalized so your top three or five options can be sent to your home for you to try on in the comfort and especially in from a health point of view it can be very uh, it can be very customized so the I mean, and also, you know, they can bring in a little bit of the music or the music can play on the website as well while you're doing this. So again, it creates that experience and elevates the whole journey. Yeah, and this can be a placeholder, right? Before the AR, VR technologies can actually incorporate body imaging and before, obviously, these uh, technologies not only incorporate them, but people in their, ho- in their homes can actually install this technology. And the thing is that one good thing that the kind of people who would even initially install this kind of technology are people who have disposable income, right? Right, it's your top 1% of like the 1% probably. So they are these brands target customer segments. So it is a great actually investment to do, like to have and obviously using the kits and that personal experience as a placeholder for just letting people know that, hey, you can have this experience at home. We'll give it to you premium, like, you know, whether it's ARVI technologies or just having kits sent to you or both. Yeah, and I think this can not only be adopted like when you speak about AR, VR especially, I think this can also be like in India with with bridal wear, the other part of luxury always comes in with jewellery, you know, Indian jewellery or Kundan jewellery which is specifically used in weddings i mean even the jewelry segment luxury jewelry segment in india has suffered a, a bit in the pandemic sure people have bought uh, gold but you know the you know your regular sets and all have all have definitely suffered so i think even a bit uh, a luxury bra- luxury jewelry brands can kind of uh, utilize some of these things where of course you don't have a kit send out but like in the future they can create this uh, this type of imaging because they anyway work with a lot of 3d softwares yeah. and for them to sort of take it up a notch mm. and just create a more visual feel for their clients it's it's very doable and of course it can make clients and people who are at least interested to have a look beyond you know even if they can't come to the store you are getting a real image of what it's going to look like exactly and again tapping a customer base that does not necessarily live in your vicinity as well right i mean it's the one thing is that you know definitely it shows people what an outfit would look on them from the comfort of their own homes which frankly we're underestimating how much people could actually want that kind of service and obviously then you know also using ai and it you know using ai uh, you know ml techniques to collate data and understand the customer's preferences a little better so you can actually curate experience for the customer not just like you know obviously their size measurements and all but a proper proper luxury experience with all the opulence and decadence that can come with it can be done on what a customer really likes so that is a you know that is something that definitely can be worked on I mean, even for vendors, you know, catering these type of kits or these type of solutions, you know, there are opportunities, be it like small perfume divisions can kind of crop up to sell these these things or, you know, collaboration with good courier services mm. that can create like micro opportunities here, build newer ecosystems. Exactly. You know, I think it's a, it's a very interesting dynamic. And of course, there is a lot to explore here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, let's wrap this up. We've actually had so many discussion points. I feel like you and I have just gone on this like tangent simply because it's such an interesting topic and something that, you know, can be seen in the future. But uh, we would like, as, as every episode, we would like to leave you guys with some food for thought here. Uh, how would you enjoy such a digital experience for luxury buying in India? You know, what are some things that you would like to see 
from a physical store transcend into a virtual space and what are some opportunities you imagine the luxury sector in India can engage in. Let us know your thoughts and ideas via DM on Instagram at Coats and Mascara or you can email us at coatsandmascara at gmail.com. Additionally, you can converse with us on Instagram at sharvarisha95 for sharvarisha, your co-host. And at ladyd for you for Disha Daryani, your other co-host. I'm Sharvari. And I'm Disha. And we'll see you in the next episode.